Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are now in tune to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Women Camp is a broadcast designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all sisters, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with Prophetess Servola and Dr. Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good God bless morning. you. God bless. Amen. It's such an awesome time to be on the broadcast today. We thank Amen. God and we give God the praise, the glory, the honor for just allowing us another time to be able to come and to discuss, have a, a discussion and to, to fellowship with one another on the broadcast and to to be able to touch and reach the lives of those out there that are listening to our broadcast today. We are so excited about the goodness of the Lord, and we thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit and how God has been blessing us with our discussion for this month and helping me to heal. And it's been such a powerful broadcast all month long. I I mean, such, you know, uh, awesome word and, and, and just healing that has been coming forth and it's just been a witness of how God is able to heal and how God is able to deliver and bless and, and strengthen us as women and just, just strengthen the people of God as a whole. And I'm so excited uh, to be on the broadcast today. The man, Prophetess uh, Savola, uh, will not be on the air with us today, but we're still yet pressing forward because we know God has some great and mighty things in store for us, and we're sending a prayer over in her direction this morning, uh, prophetess, be encouraged and know that everything is well, and we're with you 100%, and we know that Women Camp is going to continue to press forward because it's making a difference in the lives of the people that are listening to the broadcast, and it's making a difference in our lives as well. I'm so excited once again uh, uh, to talk to uh, this topic that we've been discussing this month on Help Me to Heal. And we started this uh, discussion out with talking about how we to acknowledge the hurt, and then we uh, went on to feeling hurt is normal, and we went from that on as to how to feel hurt without self-victimization. And it's so important for us to understand the importance of us realizing that you know, hurt is going to be there, it's going to it's gonna come, but there's a process that we can go through that cause us to come out of that. And that took us into our discussion on last week with the, the, the stages of grief or the different stages of hurt. And we dealt with on last week uh, with the denial, that isolation portion of how we deny and we go into withdrawals and we go into isolation a uh, 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 process uh, with the hurt and the grief that we deal with, and then we also talked about anger and how at, at in, in certain points we have uh, anger that builds up within us. Uh, we have an anger uh, concerning 
the hurt and the grief that we've been dealing with. So as we go through this discussion today, amen, I'm so excited about the discussion today because today we're going to be talking about bargaining and depression. And, and, and I know that it's, it's, it's uh, a dynamic time to, to be speaking on these subjects because we have so many people that are dealing with so many different things in their lives and, and, and the core to a lot of the things that we're dealing with is hurt. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the, the form of where we've been hurt or, or, or abused and, and, and it's forced us into this tailspin of, of where we're going to wind up in life. And it changes our whole demeanor. It changes our whole attitude. So we want to be continue to focus in this area, and we want to continue to press forward to know that God has a healing for us, and we're strengthening one another through our testimonies. Amen. Praise God. I think we have Prophetess Samantha on the phone today. For continuing on with prophetess being ill this morning, uh, today we have Pastor Charlene, uh, we have prophetess Samantha, and we have Elder Emma Fraser, my mom, on the line with us today. And uh, I just want to, again, as Pastor Charlene said, I want to encourage the ladies to keep pressing on because this movement about uh, prophetess Savola, this is a movement about the ladies. Uh, in, in the kingdom and, and encouraging each other. Uh, as you all are going to be talking about bargaining and depression, I'm going to ask Prophetess Samantha, would you share with us a little bit about how to move into that phase of the the recovery or the healing process? Amen. Good morning, Pastor George. Good morning, uh, Dr. Charlene. Good morning, Elder Fringe. Uh, we're talking on this morning about bargaining and 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 uh, moving on from that phase and and I just want to say I, I thank God for or for uh, Prophetess Savola on this morning in her absence I give God honor for her on this morning um, and as we've been talking about this Lord help me to heal I think it's such a powerful. Um, a powerful topic because as as Dr. Charlene was saying on this morning it is a state that a lot of us find ourselves in and how do we get past that bargaining stage just from a a a um beginning perspective bargaining has to do with when we begin to uh try to make deals with God I remember I, actually last night before I, I fell asleep I was watching this show and um kind of watching it, wasn't really watching it, but I remember this gentleman saying, um, he was saying his daughter had went through something and he, and she was waking up in the middle of the night having uh, these night terrors. And he said, I'd do anything um, for it to be me instead of her. And he says, I've asked God to give it to me, to put it on me and to take it away from her because it's so hard for her to deal with. And that's when we begin to um, try to make deals. We try to uh, figure out how to get past uh, the how to cope with the, with the, with the hurt, how to cope with the pain, how to cope with the trauma that we we're dealing with, that we're in the midst of. Um, 
And so I think it's so important that we understand that it's a part of the process of healing, just like the just like the uh, just like the denial, just like the um, going through the anger. Uh, the bargaining is a part of the of the the situation that we deal with. And I'm going to pause right there, uh, Pastor George, and, and and let somebody else take over for just a moment, and um, I'll I can come back later. Oh, did Emma, my mom. <laughs> what the prophetess was saying, uh, oftentimes in this bargaining phase, we bargain with ourselves. I'm speaking from a clinical point of view. We will bargain with ourselves and say, I will never allow myself to get this involved with someone. I'll never allow myself to be hurt like this again or be taken advantage of again. Uh, And that's a piece of that bargaining that we often don't uh, recognize. We recognize when uh, we're bargaining with God because we'll say, God, if you will only but we don't often recognize the bargaining that we do with ourselves to get us through whatever the situation is. And, again, we will say things like, I will never let this happen to me again. That's a form of bargaining. I'm going to protect myself so that I'm not put in this position. I'll never trust again. I'll never love again. I'll never, I'll never I'll never. Uh, So we have to be careful when we are in this hurting phase that not only do we allow allow ourselves to get stuck in the bargaining with God, but we will allow ourselves to get stuck in that bargaining with ourselves. And we will shortchange God's effectiveness in our lives. Thank you for letting me share that little bit. That was that was really good for both Prophetess Samantha and and Elder Emmett for you bringing in the clinical portion of it. Um, what I would like to ask is, well, if it's not good for us to stay in the bargaining area of the of the healing process, what comes next? What happens if I when I Stop bargaining, or or if I I stay in that phase, how do I how do I make it through? Uh, if I can address that first from um, a clinical uh, everyday uh, type of situation, once we get locked in to any of the phases of grief which is a result of hurt, we will eventually get to depression. There is what I uh, clinically call situational depression and then uh, clinical depression. Situational depression is just a momentary thing. It's caused by a specific situation. And once we have bargained and we don't feel any better, we don't feel any hope. We bargained, we made declarations, we cried out, we, we pleaded with God, and we don't feel 
It goes back to feelings. We don't feel any relief. We don't feel any joy. Then we will move into that depressive mode where we, uh, we begin to wear our sadness. We begin to become our sadness. We become consumed by our sadness. Some of the, and I'll try not to take up too much time on this clinical portion, but we become so engrossed in our loss that we lose pleasure in life. We will sometimes stop eating. We'll become extremely irritable. We will isolate. We will cry uncontrollably. Uh, We will feel that there is no hope. There is no joy. We often will reach a point where we won't take a bath, we won't brush our teeth, we won't eat, we don't sleep well, or we stay in the bed all the time. And we will either have to see a doctor or someone will have to come and pull us out of that deep place that we're in, that hopeless place that we're in. For the child of God, we can often slip into that place and not realize it. And then we become like Elijah, who after this great feat of God, became depressed because he heard that Jezebel said, in 24 hours, I'll take your life. And he became so depressed that instead of looking at what God had done, he ran for his life. And then he asked God to take his life, which is a form of suicide, which is another thing that we have to worry about when we stay in this deep, depressive mode. Okay. And Pastor George, I, I can remember being in that in that bargaining stage just to step back for a moment. I can remember um, because I'd given my life to the Lord at, a, at an early age, and uh, I can remember going to college and thinking I could do anything I wanted to do, and the situations in life became so hard. Uh, there were so many things that were coming at me, and I remember sitting in my apartment and saying, Lord, you just get me out of this. I'll do this and I'll do that. I'll I'll do what I was supposed to be doing anyway. And I can remember asking the Lord that and trying to make that that bargain with Him. Um, the thing is that there was there was that that time because you do pass the bargaining stage. You do get past that because either you realize that the situation is not going to change or the situation does change. And so you get past that, that bargaining stage and I can remember when the when the sun began to shine again and the weights began to lift and I I I took the vow that I, I made to the Lord. Um, and so you move into, but for those who um, the situation may not change and that depression begins to, to overtake them, and that's usually what it is when the depression sits in because the, the, um, the, bargaining, the, the bargaining does not work in their favor. The, the, the denial and the anger, it, it didn't, they didn't receive the, the, um, the outcome that they were looking for. And so they move into that depression stage, and, and it's, it's it, it's all a part of the process, and that's what's so amazing about it. And and like we said from the very first broadcast, there's no um, 
it doesn't necessarily happen in this order. Uh, you could go through any of the stages at any point in time, but mm-hmm. being on that we're talking about depression on today um, is actually an important part of the process for us to go through because we have to get past that stage of depression, that stage of, of grieving, whatever it is that we've lost, because that's when depression comes in, that we it comes in because we feel like we've lost something. Um, and and, and I, I believe that, that Elder Frazier said it something like this, I, I, and I may be paraphrasing the way I, I heard it in my own mind, but I've, I've lost something, but I'm going to live again. Uh, there's something that I've lost, but on the other side of that, there's life on the other side of it. I've just got to get through, I've just got to get through this stage of depression. Um, it is a period of grieving because there's something that has died, and, and it may not actually be a physical death. It could be um, of a spiritual nature. It could be something that um, something that we've lost that's, that's not necessarily um, – it could be the loss of a loved one, not necessarily. It could just be something that we've lost that causes us to go through that stage of depression, that stage of grieving, something that we were so attached to that's now not there anymore. And so we have to go through that process. But if you're able to grieve fully and move through the depression, then we get through the next stage. And I, I have to say that again, if you're able to grieve fully on mm-hmm. last uh, on last. Uh, broadcast, I began to talk about how I lost my child. In the the stage of grieving, I realized that it wasn't just hard for me, but it was hard for those around me. We have a tendency to, um, especially when we're, we are strong women. And so we have, we carry weights for everybody else. But when we're in that stage and in that position of, of going through depression, of going through, you know, when, when, when our eggs begin to crack, when we carry so much and, and things begin to fall apart in our lives, it's hard for those around us who always see us being that strong woman. It becomes hard for them to see us going through that stage of grief, that stage of depression. But we have to be able to grieve fully in order to move through the stage. And Amen. I'll stop right there. Amen. Amen. As, as proper as Samantha was, was talking, and she used the term go fully through, the, the depressive stage is a normal stage, but it is not a permanent stage unless we choose for it to be permanent. Whenever we have something, as she said, a loss or some overwhelming factor, we usually don't take care of our physical being, and the the immune system goes down. Uh, the body becomes overtired. Uh, we don't have uh, the serotonin. Again, it's a clinical term, term, but it's what what God placed in us. We don't have the serotonin to balance out and to carry the messages through that that there is hope, that this is temporary. So we, we allow ourselves to become stuck in this place. But it is natural. We all feel sad when there's a loss. But depression comes when that sadness begins to control you versus you managing the sadness. So it's important for for the listeners and for all of us to realize that 
depression does not mean sin. Depression does not mean loss of faith. Depression does not mean loss of salvation. Depression simply is a a chemical imbalance that occurs when we go through an emotional, a, a severe emotional or even a minor emotional trauma or change that we're not prepared for. All of the great biblical men, they had depression of one form or another. But the, the hope comes when we recognize that, okay, I'm not abnormal because I have depression, but I don't have to stay here. I can go to the Lord. I can find me a quiet place, read my word. I can uh, begin to place my focus on who God is and his power, his greatness, his might. Or because we have a choice of where we want to stay and how we want to deal, or I can stay in this place because it takes too much energy to get out of it. I I remember when uh, I was going through some things and uh, I had a medical problem and I was going through such great pain. I mean, yes. Such a great thing. And the, the, I'd never been that ill before. I'd never gone, except for having babies, never gone through that kind of pain or anything. So it was a great loss to me because I, I simply felt lost. I, I couldn't control what was going on. And I went into this depression. And even though I am a mental health therapist, I did not recognize it at first as depression. I just knew that I had lost my will. I I didn't find any joy. I just felt horrible. And if that could have caught me, I would have went willingly at that point. And the Lord had to speak to me. That's why it's important to have that relationship with the Lord because the Holy Spirit will reach out to you to pull you out of that normal state of depression that we all experience when there is a loss that we cannot handle or understand. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and talked to me, brought the word back to me. And the time I spent with God did not change my situation. I still was in a lot of pain. But it changed my attitude about the situation, and therefore I was able to come out of the depressive cycle. But if you stay in it too long, then you need professional help in addition to what God is going to do. And oftentimes he will work through the professional help. Does that make sense? Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Pastor Charlene, you've been quiet. And you know, we we've we've heard we've heard the clinical, we've heard the prophetic. Can you speak in that in that pastoral, nurturing, comforting um uh, a way to share with that to share with that, that sister or that brother that says, um, I, I understand it, um, um Psychologically, if you will, I, I I understand it's a process I have to go through, but but this this thing is just 
it's just gotten to me. And 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 I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking about Naomi and Ruth, where Naomi said, why would you all stay with me? Uh, I, I don't have anything to give you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there are a lot of people who are just right there. Mm-hmm. Speak to them. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And, and you know, what a, a, a good example that you brought forth concerning that, Pastor. And you think about the Naomi and Ruth, and you're thinking about Oprah, and you're thinking about the situation that they were in the process of. And, and Naomi, you know, having have lost her, her son and her husband, and you know, she even went to the state uh, of depression so far into it that she even wanted to change her name. Actually, she changed the name to Mara, meaning bitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's 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 a amazing how we can adapt ourselves uh, to uh, the different climates that we're in the process of, and you know, that we're facing in life. And I think about what. Uh, 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 Elder Emma was saying is so true. You know, even on the uh, not just the professional side, but even on the spiritual side of how we, you know, we we it's natural for us as 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 men to try to defend ourselves and to shield ourselves and to you know uh, 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 make sure we're we're kept and we're safe. But when you get hurt. And it, it, I, the way she said it was unexpected. And I think the the example that you used with Naomi, Naomi and Oprah and, and, and uh, Ruth is a primary example. The things that took place in their lives was devastating. It was something that was not expected. They moved from one place to another place because they felt as if this place was going to bring, you know, a blessing unto them. They felt that the new place that they had moved to was going to be uh, uh, such a, a, a help for them. But in turn, it turned to be something totally negative. They didn't have any control over it. They couldn't control the environment that they were in. But in the process mm-hmm. of what what took place, it, it caused uh, Naomi to go into a state of, it's like, you know, it's like a total state of denial. In, in a sense, there's that denial. There's that, you know, <laughs> the depression is there. There's the bargaining is there, you know, because, well, you know, if you come with me, why would you want to come with me? Stay with your own people because I don't have anything to give you. I don't have any more sons. I can't get any more sons for you. You know, she went into this whole thing, you know, of, of I just don't care anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I just totally give up. And that's the state that, Elder Emma was talking about some people get into that state that is so deep of a, of a form of, a, of depression too. You do need help to come out of that. You can't come out of that alone. And right. I believe that Ruth was that stabling process to help bring Naomi out of the condition uh, uh, that she was in. She was that stabilizer. She was the one that God used. I would say God used to pull yeah. her back out from that position that she had, you know, more or less buried herself within. And it takes God uh, attaching the right people to our lives to be able to pull us up, to be able to strengthen us, to be able to encourage us, to be able to, to build us and give us comforting words to, to speak life unto us to, to, that, that we're able to come out of the position that we're in. And it's so important 
for us to not just stay withdrawn, but to allow people to be, you know, drawn to us, allow people to be attached to our lives, those people that God has designated so that we can come out of the position. And, I, and you know, just thinking about this, I, I, you know, me personally, I know as El, uh, uh, Elder Ember and, and Prophetess Samantha stated, you know, we all go through this form of depression. We all go through this form of anger, this form of hurt or neglect where something has devastated us in life in some form. But in the process of this, as we go through this, we we can't stay there. I think about my life. I think about the different things that I have encountered, you know, being a pastor, being a pastor's wife. You know, I wasn't a pastor first. I was a pastor's wife first. And actually I'm still doing, like, dual roles. And, and, and sometimes it seems like it's more than dual roles. But in the process of this, you know, you you deal with so many different forms of hurt. You deal with so many different forms of neglect. And you have to learn how to, you know, to, to, to turn those things over to God, spiritually so. Because if you try to handle those things on your own, then you get in a state of uh, where you're out of control, where you can't, you know, uh, uh, bring yourself from the position that you allowed yourself to go into. And a lot of people try to do it themselves, and when they're trying to do it themselves, they, they result to, to the, the anger, they result to the bargaining, they result to the depression, they result to, uh, uh, as it was stated earlier, hurting people, you know, hurt others. In other words, I'm upset, I'm angry, I've been hurt like this, so, you know, you deal with it, I'm going to hurt you too, you know. I don't care, you know, uh, 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 type of mind frame, and that's not who you are. That's not who God has called you for to be. That's not who God, you know, brought you into the world to be. And and so in this process, we have to learn how to deal with all of the, the different stages that come with the hurt and the denials and the and the and the, uh, the bargaining and the pressures and 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 deal with them. Don't try to say that oh it's not me. It's not real. Oh, yes, it's you, and it is definitely real because if it wasn't real, then you wouldn't be, you know, acting the way you are now. You're not being who you're you're supposed to be. You're not being your normal self, and when you're not being your normal self, then you know that something is wrong. And when I went through so many different stages of of, of grief and hurt and, and, and I got into the process of, the denial, I got into the process of the depression. Yes, depression is real. It happens to us all. I got into those processes, and the only way I was able to come out was through, you know, friends and people that associated with me, family that was there to encourage and to strip it and say, it's going to be all right. We can, you know, we, we're going to go through this. We can see our way through this. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, that helped comfort me. Because you think about you, you you know, you got the days that are sleepless. You got the nights that are sleepless. You got your mind constantly going, you know, and, and most of the time it's going in the wrong direction because it's, oh, woe is me. I want everybody to see that I'm really, really going through. This thing is really taking the best of me. You know, and, and, and you got your, your, your physical where you're not eating properly, as Elder Emma stated. You know, these you're not eating properly, you're not taking care of your body, you're not, you know, grooming yourself, you're not, you know, 
you're not being the normal you when people can see it, but you can't see it. And, you know, and and at some point you do begin to see it, but you don't want, you don't care. So it's mm-hmm. a mental set that you have placed yourself in, and it only takes, you know, really you can only come out of these positions by the help of God and by the help of people that are going to encourage you and strengthen you to come up out of that place that you're in in that stage of depression. Amen. 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 Uh, George, if I could, could just uh, uh, do a little bit of a rabbit trail, but still on depression, it's important when we we see people that are we are in relationship with people that are in this depressive stage. It is really important that we try with the help of God to help them come out. Uh, but as we're helping them, we cannot allow our emotions of, of sorrow for them, our emotions of uh, sometimes anger at them for the way they're behaving. Let that direct our behavior. We have to try to understand that the place that they're in, it's a normal place, so they are at, not abnormal. So we have to remind them that they're going through a tunnel, but there is a light. And sometimes we have to point the light out to them. We have to help them with some physical things, uh, making sure that they eat, even if it's just a bowl of soup or a salad or half a sandwich. Uh, encouraging them to shower or uh, to change clothes. Sometimes you have to be brutally honest with them and tell them, you know, there's an odor there. Uh, Have you showered lately? We've got to have some humor. We've got to encourage them to talk about what it is that is distressing them so that it's hurting them. What is the grief issue? Because the more we talk about it, the more uh, we begin to see that it is not hopeless if we're talking to someone that points out to us the positive. In, in other words, when and I'm going to go back to uh, Naomi as you were using her as an example. Ruth went back to her and sought her help. She said, I'm going with you. She overrode Naomi's reality and said, this is the reality. I'm going with you. And then when she got to this place, she needed help. She relied, Ruth relied on Naomi to give her advice. And that helped to pull Naomi out because she felt useful. She uh, could focus on something other than her loss. So as a person that is helping someone in this depressive stage, it's important that we help them see their usefulness and that there is hope. Amen. Amen. That wasn't so much of a rabbit trail because I wanted to get to, okay, so how do we help that individual that's going through the situation without 
um, uh, offending them in a negative way because when we begin to deal with people and help people through a depressive state, there is going to come a time when we're going to have to say or do something that is going to offend them, and sometimes that offense jerks them out of the situation. But we, how do we uh, work them through that process maintaining a sensitivity to to what they're going through, and, and, and you address that that exactly. I, I'm going to ask uh, um, uh, Prophetess Samantha uh, if she would uh, t- also talk to us about how to. And I'm going to I'm going to use use a phrase that that might be a, a little um, foreign, but how do we jump in the bed with them without getting dirty with them to get them out of the bed of depression? <laughs> no, Pastor George, that's uh, that's such a, a interesting. Out because I think one of the that we we have to be careful of the thing is when we talk about Naomi and Ruth and I love that you use that word and uh, Pastor Charlene talked about how Naomi was going through such a um, such a time of depression she said I I just I'm going to change my name because of how I feel right now what I'm going through right now I'm not going to um, I don't see how I'm going to come out of this. But um, as Elder Emma said, Ruth stayed right there with her. The thing about it is when we look at Ruth staying right there with her, Ruth was, was I would assume Ruth was in a stage of depression as well. She lost her husband. Naomi. Naomi lost everything. She lost, uh, she lost her husband. She lost her children. She lost her home, and now you're telling me I've got to leave this land that I'm in and go to another one. And so everything that Naomi was in, it changed, And but Ruth was also in that stage of depression, but she said, well, wait a minute, I believe that we're stronger together. And so she, um, Ruth began to, she, she's there with her, and, and you say, well, how do I get in the building with you but not um, – allow myself to become overwhelmed by it all. The thing about Naomi with her changing her name was that she was wearing her depression on her sleeve. You could you could see what she was going through and we we're able to see that sometimes through people we they um, Naomi wanted to change her name, but there are people who do things that are drastic when they're in that stage of depression. Some people, we just see them shut off, and they, they go into a room. They disconnect themselves from people. Um, people uh, Sometimes women will drastically chop off all of their hair, not because they're going through uh, some illness, but because they feel like there's something, they're losing control, and they need to control something. And so it's a sign of the siege that they're in. And and so we say, well, how do I get in there with you, but not allow your your depression to overtake me? Because there was a um, there was a young lady at our, our um, when I was at work yesterday, and she said, I'm I'm just aggravated, I'm frustrated. She said there are so many people around me going through so many things, and I believe I'm starting to show it. And I told her, I said that wasn't meant for you to carry that way. And so we have to we have to be people that are able to. I see your pain. And and not everybody is assigned to minister to everybody else's pain. Um, there yeah. are some people I need to pray for you for you from a distance because I'm not strong enough to handle that. And then there are other situations where, yes, I've walked through this before. I can actually show you how to get out of this situation. Um, I can I can help you to get out of this situation. And Elder Emma said something, and I don't know if if everybody heard it, but she said. Um, 
you know, you, you kind of got to order. It's time for you to, to get up and take a shower. And, and it may be foul. And I think, you know, we are able to understand the, the power of even laughter, that, um, that, there, that is a medicine, and it, it, helps us, it helps us to get out of that stage of depression. Um, there, there are times when people have to, they have to want to get out of the depression, and then there are times that, are, that people are so stuck in it that they don't they don't realize how to get out. And I think that's what Elder Emma and and uh, Dr. Charlene said that that's that's the time where it's okay. And we have to understand that in the body of Christ, it's okay to seek professional help. We have to understand that as being strong men and women of God, it doesn't make us weak because we seek professional counseling. It's a time where we need somebody to talk to that understands us, that's strong enough, and that's that's um, skilled enough to deal with the level of depression that we're going through. It's amazing because when you talk about how do I get in but not allow myself to over, be overcome with it, even skilled counselors have counselors. Yes. And the Bible says that there is safety in the multitude of counselors. Um, we just have to make sure that we're finding the right counselors. And then, uh, Pastor George, there was something else I thought about as I thought about Naomi and how she wore her depression. You could you could see her depression, but there are so many people that don't wear their depression on the screen. You, don't, you can't tell what they're going through because they become so skilled in masking. And those are the people that as uh, members of the body of Christ, that we have to, that's what we have to stay in a place of prayer, that our discernment level is increasing. We're sensitive to the things that God is sensitive to, because that's when, where you hear the statement, well, I don't understand why they took their lives, because yesterday they were so happy. Just last week, I saw them, and they were so happy. There are people that but if if we think back and we look back and, and people think back and they look back, they say, well, yeah, there was a sign. They did try to talk to me, and I kind of brushed it off. And and so we have to be in that place where we say, okay, I need to um, I need to get to this place where, as a as a minister of the gospel, as a professional counselor, as just a a person in the body of Christ that loves God's people, I have to be in that place where my discernment level, and I have to pray for discernment that I'm sensitive to the things that God is sensitive to, that He allows me to be an instrument to help others. And I think that that's an important stage. I don't want to take up all the time, Pastor George, so I'm I'm going to stop right there. Prophet, thank you so much. This has been truly, truly a blessing for me to sit in and and uh, pinch hit for for Prophetess Savola and get an opportunity to actually uh, be active in hearing as you ladies are talking about topics that are are relevant to what's happening in women's lives today. Um, we're in a season in our country even where women are beginning to now take the forefront in every aspect of uh, of life. Uh, we're even uh, on on the the verge of possibly having our first woman president. Uh, but one of the things that seems to not often get talked about is the struggles and the stresses that that you all 
have gone through and are going through. And so uh, this this session for me and, and this month, because I listen in to you all all the time, but, but hearing you all directly address how to help women get past hurt. And really, it's not just helping women get past hurt because we as men, we deal with hurt often. We, we, we display it in a much different way and in sometimes an even more uh, violent way, but we too deal with, with this hurt and, and I want to be healed. Um, and so you all having the time, taking the time out to, to uh, be real um, to share some of your own hurts and the process you're going through, taking the time to and and we thank you, Mom Fraser, for bringing in that that clinical, helping us to understand from a clinical point of view that we're not crazy. We are not going crazy uh, when we're going through these these processes or these steps, these five steps of overcoming hurt. Um, and then, Dr. Charlene, you bringing in that 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 pastoral nurturing aspect. Um, it, it it's something that, as our listeners hear, they're able to gain strength in the fact that there are others out there who understand what they're going through. Uh, and for that person who is out there who feels like, well, God never speaks to me. I've been praying and asking God to to help me get through this this hurt, this pain. I don't want to be where I am right now. To that that person, I say to you right now, God is speaking to you. I, I, I encourage you to open up your spirit and hear him as he says, my child. I told you I would never leave you nor forsake you. And even in the midst of this process of you overcoming this hurt, that in in, in some cases um, you didn't cause the hurt. It wasn't your fault. In other cases it is the consequences of your actions. But I still told you that I would never leave you nor forsake you. God has allowed these women to come on the air today to, to speak to you. So I encourage you, open up your heart. There, there might be people out there who are saying, no one cares. I, I speak to you right now, and I tell you, yes, it, you, people care. We care. God cares. That, that thought that said no one cares, that's a lie from the enemy. It's a lie from the pit of hell. We are in this together, and as, as these ladies have taken this time out to, to speak from the heart, and, and speak from the heart of God and speak from the clinical perspective. I want you to understand, my brother and my sister, I want you to understand that you are not alone. I want you to understand that you are not going crazy. I want you to understand that you must hang in there as you go through this process. You've said, I want to be healed understand that there are five steps that you must go through. There, there is that denial and that isolation. There is that anger. There is that bargaining. There is that depression. And next week when Prophetess comes back, we're going to close this out by talking about accepting where I am. And, and, and I just, again, I want to say to the ladies on the show today, it has truly been a blessing for uh, me to sit here and listen to you all get into this conversation. I'm going to ask 
that each one of you take a few minutes just to have some parting words uh, in the in the last ten minutes that we have left, uh, and then I'm going to ask Dr. Charlene, Pastor Charlene, if she would close us out in prayer. Prophetess Samantha. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor George, one of the things I want to say, and, and Pastor Charlene, she 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 said something earlier. She said uh, she was talking about being a pastor and a first lady, and going through that uh, that. Uh, depression and, and the bargaining and depression. And I said, wow, that that's a whole nother segment all in itself. And, you know, even as we talk about uh, Naomi and, and Ruth and, and closing out today, one of the, when we look at the, the wholeness of Naomi's story, all of that hurt that she went through, all of that pain, all of that, that deep uh, bargaining and depression that she had to walk through because she lost a lot. And when we look at what the, the totality of what she actually lost, we can understand her grieving process. But when we look at that and we say, wow, she went through all of that, and Ruth was supposed to be there with her. She went through all of that because there was somewhere that she had to get Ruth. It seemed like everything was over for, for Naomi. And there was a season in her life where it seems like everything was just falling apart. It was falling apart. But when she when she said, Lord, okay, I know I have to go, she had to transition. She had to make a move. There was a change that had to be made in her life. See, she couldn't just sit in the depression. She had to get up and actually move herself to a different place because that was what God had ordained in her life. And it wasn't just about her. But it was about Ruth, and it, Ruth needed to get there. She needed to be in that place to meet Boaz because she needed to – there was there was um, a life that she needed to bring forth that would not only affect Ruth's life, not only go back and affect Naomi's life and help her to return to that place of joy, but it would affect each and every one of us even to this day. There are things that we go through that seem so heavy, and it would it would try to keep us in places of depression, but God is so good. He's so awesome that even though you're going through this thing, it's not just about you, and the, and the hurt and the depression is, is, is so real, and it's, it's, so, it's so heavy, but it's not just about you. And if you just keep moving on the other side of that, you're going to see that there was even purpose in that pain. Yes, it hurts bad, and your pain is legitimate, but there is even purpose in that. And God's going to return you to a place of joy. He's going to bring you to a place of joy. Just hold on. Continue to to, to stay in the face of God. Um, be determined to find your way to move from that place of, of isolation and that place of, of not caring anymore and to get into that place where you begin to see the light of day again because God has there's, – there's joy on the other side of that pain. And I'm going to stop right there, Pastor Jules. Allow someone to speak to you Because that place of deep depression Will cause not only uh, a thought of natural suicide But it will cause you to go into spiritual suicide Spiritual suicide is when we starve our spirit man 
and we think life is so hopeless, we think God is angry with us because he let us go through this. So we stop reading our word, we stop fellowshipping, we stop praying, then everything that you go through on the natural, you go through on the spiritual side. You become unkept, unhealthy in the natural because you're either sleeping too much or you're not combing your hair or you're not, you're not, you're not. Well, you'll do the same thing on the spiritual side. You'll stop praise, singing praise and worship. You'll stop praying. You'll stop uh, talking about the goodness of God. All of those things are a part of what the enemy is using to destroy. God is not a wasteful God. And what he allowed you to go through is so that he can be glorified in your life in that situation. But the enemy would have you think that it's because you've done something wrong and you're not worthy and you're not this and you're not that. Don't let the enemy feed that lie to you. God has never forsaken you. And those that are on medication know that you don't have to be on it forever, but you may need a jump start to get serotonin to working again because God put the serotonin there and it is needful for us. And the medications that you're taking or the doctors prescribing for depression, that's to help get the serotonin levels where they're supposed to be. But you don't have to be on it forever. Thank you for this opportunity. I've so been blessed by the ladies and Pastor George. Thank you very much. Thank you, Elder. Before Dr. Charlene comes in, I want to address um, the issue of the professional help and the and the medication. So many times we in the body of Christ believe that we don't have faith if we have to use medication. Well, I want to encourage you that God is the one who gave the people, the the doctors and the counselors and the pharmacists the wisdom to be able to um, uh, develop processes and strategies and even products that would help us in in our physical challenge to to get back healthy again. And so don't feel that just because you have to go to that stage of seeking that professional help that God is not in the midst of the healing process. God is right there. That's why he directed you to where to the to the the Christian counselor, to the to the Christian doctor um uh to be able to mingle and and combine the the uh spirit of the word with you uh as well as the the uh the psychological and the medicinal uh, process of healing. God told us to know him in not just in our heart and in our spirit, but in our mind. And the way that we go about doing that, sometimes we have to go and seek that professional help. So I just wanted to encourage you in that. And then, Dr. Charlene, I'm going to ask you to uh, to finish up and close us out. Amen, amen. But just uh, adding on to what you were stating, Pastor George, it's so true. Uh, it's so easy for us to accept that we can take uh, a pain reliever for uh, different pains in our body. 
a headache, a backache, a muscle ache, or whatever. But uh, when it comes down to other types of medication, we feel as if something is wrong with it. But you're so right because God has has He's created all things, and He's and He spoke all things into it, uh, being and into existence. So there are some forms of medication that is proper for us to take when we're when we fall ourselves uh, find ourselves in uh, different conditions that we're not able to bring ourselves up out of. And those medications are there to not just to 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 harm our bodies, but to cause our body to function properly. And and in the process of this, you have to view things in life in a total different light because a lot of people are so negative things. But we have to be positive in the sense that, you know what, life is real. And the existence of what we go through in life is, is, is real. And so we have to be real people to understand that, if okay, if this is helping this individual, it can help me. If, it, if, if counseling is helping this individual, then counseling can help me. The different stages of whatever our hurt and, and, and our, our disappointment or, or whatever we're going through, our grieving process, whatever it is, it could be because of a death or it could be because of something else that took place in our lives. Whatever the process is, accept what God is bringing in your direction to bring you the health and the strength that you need. And and, 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 and the most important thing that I want to relate to everyone today that are listening is that you have to be willing to want to come out of the position that you're in. You have to want. You have to have a want. You have to have a desire. You have to have a, 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 a strength that tells you you can go beyond this point. You can move beyond where you are. Yes, hurt will come, and it comes in so many different forms. But when it comes, it's not to defeat us. It's not to cause us to 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 be the, uh, uh, the, uh, going down, but it's there to strengthen us, to show us that we can move beyond this, to show us that there's growth in us, to show us that, that, that there's strength within us, a strength beyond what we're, we know that we have. And, you know, I like it because God says he's going to bring the best out of us. He, he, he tells us that because we grow each day. Every second we are growing, we're maturing, we're changing, we're be, be, being formed and developed into something that God has designed for us to come forth into. And I love it because, you know, I, I, and I'm going to say this portion and then I'm going to pray, but a lot of times, you know, people don't like to, 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 to age. They like to, you know, shield their age, and they want to, you know, always think that make people feel that they're so youthful. You could be youthful and still yet maturing. You could be youthful and have a head full of gray hair. You could be youthful and yet encouraging and strengthening other people. You don't have to lower yourself or change yourself from who God has blessed you to be. So I'm going to pray right now, and I'm going to, uh, uh, believe God that he will touch and he'll move over the lives of everyone that will listen. Father, we thank you right now for how you have blessed us to, concerning this broadcast today. We thank you for those that are listening. We pray, Father, that you will touch those that are hurting. We pray, Father, that you will touch those that have been neglected, those that have uh, have been devastated in life so hard that they're not able to see beyond the point that they're at right now. And we pray, Father, for your Holy Spirit to bring comfort. We pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will bring those people that are, that you have designated to be attached to our lives, to take us beyond this point that we're in in life. And we ask, Father, that you, that you will bring love and peace and joy and happiness unto your people, that you will encourage them and strengthen them like never before. And we ask this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless.
Well, we want to thank everyone for being here in these last few seconds. I want to encourage those who are listening, tune in next week as we talk about accepting your new normal. You all be blessed, and thank you again for allowing me to sit with you and keep prophetess in your prayers as as God is healing her. You all have a great evening. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bless. Bye-bye.